it's Avery. And I'm Jahan. And we are here for episode two. And we're going to be talking about another Disney Channel <laughs> original movie classic, Camp Rock. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to talk about Camp Rock. <laughs> we're here, we're at the, the, the like beginning yeah. of an icon. Yes. I mean... Demi Lovato. Oh my goodness. And this is the start of it all. Because believe it or not, Camp Rock came out 10 years ago in 2008. So we're excited to talk about we're this We're excited. One. And it's also the start of the Demi Lovato and Jonas Brothers working relationship. Yes. And that's still happening today. Yes. So where to start? Obviously, if you have not seen this movie, where have you been? But... <laughs> Jahan and I are here to kind of give you a plot, a debrief, uh, kind of the 411, if you will, about what happens mm -hmm. in this classic Demi movie. So Demi Lovato plays a young girl, Michi Torres. Yes. And she is- Michi? Not the best name. Yeah. We could have picked a better what name. What is it short for? <laughs> That's actually a really good question because I don't- I actually thought about that too when I was watching this again because I was like, is, Mich Mi is Michelina a name? <laughs> that would be a horrible thing. So anyway, she is very musically inclined, both vocally and with her songwriting. Mm -hmm. And she really wants to go to Camp Rock, which is like the summer camp for like the musically like talented for tweens. Yeah, in the world of this movie, to be anybody in the business, you apparently have to go to a summer camp for yeah. rock stars, which I think is almost the exact opposite of what you have to do in the real world to be a pop star. Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's how that goes. But, <laughs> so she really wants to go. And so her mom is like, oh, you know, like we can't afford it this year. Um, but her mom manages to swing it and her mom is a caterer or a cook. And so the mom agrees to work at the camp in order for her to kind of get a reduced rate in order to go. And the stipulation is that Mitchie kind of has to help out her mom, like, during camp in the kitchen, just to kind of, like, make her way. Yeah, and so this movie is starting on the last day of school. I don't know what camp would not have their cook yet, like, as summer is starting. Yeah, this is very poor planning on the, <laughs> on the camp's part. <laughs> but it works out because a girl, Mitchie, gets a ticket to Camp Rock. Yes, and so from the moment we get to camp you got trumpets you got people banging on buses like <laughs> this one boy does a flip off the side of the bus for no reason <laughs> these kids have come to slay and so i mean mitchie's all just like overwhelmed and like very excited but then you know insecurity kind of like seeps in because mm -hmm. you know she's still a little nervous about her talents but i think what makes it even worse is that like all these people here have like really mega like famous parents like mm -hmm. One mom is on Broadway, like... And then, uh, so, she's she meets a girl named Tess Tyler, and mm. Tess Tyler's mom is TJ Tyler, and she's got tons of Grammys. Yes. Um, so it's very much, it's out in the open, like, if you're a celebrity's kid, you're popular at this camp. Yeah. And uh, tons of, like, really a lot of talk about their wealth at this camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, you know, Mitchie's already feeling a little insecure about her music, and now she's feeling insecure about being there as the cook's daughter. Right away, she um, meets Caitlin, played by Allison Stoner. Oh. Caitlin is like telling her a little bit of what's going on. Yeah, giving her the 411 of like how things work at Camp Rock. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, we meet a bad boy named Shane Gray. <laughs> Shane Gray. <laughs> so, <laughs> he is part of a band called Connect Three. 
with two other bandmates, Nate and something else. <laughs> Jason, hello. Nate and Jason played by Nick and Kevin Jonas. Yes. However, in camp, this is a weird side. Yeah, note. we definitely have to talk about the like, <laughs> the weirdness that is like this plot line because they all like once upon a time like went to the camp mm -hmm. and That's now where they met yeah and now they're like these huge mega like boy band rock stars yeah. but shane's uncle uncle brown like owns the camp yes and his name is brown cesario that is a real name <laughs> given to a character in this film it's never questioned it's never like Okay, first name Brown. I've met somebody with a first name Brown, actually, yeah. so I can get on board with that, but Brown Cesario. Yeah. A British man. Yeah. What a what a name. So Shane is a bad boy, and so, you know, he's had some mega bad press recently, mm -hmm. and so in order for him to clean up his image, he has to go to his uncle's camp and just kind of, like, help out and teach classes. And I mean, obviously, like, he's too good for this camp, and, like, he doesn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. But, again, plot hole in this movie, like, they're not portrayed as brothers, even though like their characters all have the same last name. Uncle Brown is only Shane's uncle and like not the other members' uncles. <laughs> so I don't know why you would hire the Jonas Brothers and then have them not portray brothers. It doesn't make any sense yeah, to I me. Just, it's, like, a it's a waste of, waste of talent. Obviously, <laughs> as Nick stands, we know they're not identical, but there is a family <laughs> resemblance that you're asking us to ignore. Yeah. But I think, so I think they don't talk about their last names in this movie. No, they don't. Those don't come up until movie two where they are brothers. Yeah. It's like a weird, like, they retconned it or something. They, like, went back and were like, just kidding, they were brothers the whole time. <laughs> Which is okay, it makes more sense. I just question why they didn't do it to begin with. Yeah. But anyway, so these three brothers, not brothers, oh my goodness. Oh, I see, it's so confusing. Yeah, but, okay, so this boy band featuring Shane Gray. Yeah. Uh is they 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 show up at the camp to drop Shane off for his summer of sunshine. Yes. Um and he's going to be teaching at the camp this summer. Did we already go over that? Yeah. yeah. So we see him and then we see him chased by a crowd of screaming girls mm -hmm. and he jumps into the bushes to hide from them. Mhm. Mm and then magic happens because mm -hmm. as he's hiding in the bushes, uh he hears Mitchie singing her original song this is me and kills oh my god <laughs> you know i mean this is still early demi but still her vocals are on point so mm -hmm, like always. this is magical mm -hmm. and so i mean shane feels the magic too and it's like oh my gosh who is this girl but after the screaming girls leave and he's able to come out he can't find her she's left mm -hmm. and so that's kind of where our major plot comes in because shane's trying to figure out like i gotta figure out like who this girl is and right. like i gotta find her <laughs> um, he'll find out why exactly we left <laughs> so but okay so we meet Shane and we're introduced to his character but all the while again Mitchie's feeling very insecure about who she is mm -hmm. and so in order to kind of fit in with the popular crowd which is like Tess and her posse she kind of lies about who she is so yes yeah. so Tess comes up to her and is like what do your parents do? Because there is no hiding who you are at this camp. This camp only wants to know about what your parents do, what kind of money they make. And uh, she's like, oh, my dad runs a hardware store. And immediately, this crew is ready to bail on her. And she's like, oh, shit. I got, I've got to figure something out. And so she tell, she's like, but my mom, and we all know her mom is the cook at this camp. She's like, my mom is president? 
of Hot Tunes TV in, in China. China. <laughs> like, the lie just keeps growing. And it's outrageous, but I guess in China, you don't want them to be able to track down yeah. your mom. Okay. It's like, and I mean, you can clearly tell the moment that she has made this shit up. But, I mean, they just gotta go with it. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess you can, like, join our posse because your mom is, like, the president of the mm-hmm. Hot Tunes yes. in China. And that's actually the only time we see the posse, like, sort of following along with Tess's, like, true shallowness. Yeah. Because most of the time, like, when they're with her, they're kind of rolling her eyes. They're kind of, like, reluctantly going along. But, like, this is what was, like, oh, okay, like, cool. Like, this is, yeah. They, they were, like, ready to walk away when her dad owned a hardware store, which mm. is so shady. Yeah. Support small business owners, Disney <laughs> Channel. Okay, and she immediately, like, bails on Caitlin, who it had been the only person who was being nice to her. She was... Showing her the ropes and, like, Mitchie's like, bye bye Yeah. And that's be- partly because Tess wants nothing to do with Caitlyn. They have some bad blood from the past. Yeah. And also, can we talk about Tess and, like, what a horrible person she is? Because once Mitchie gets into her posse, she gets to hear Mitchie, like, kind of sing and get her, like, a sense of her vocals. And... You know, Mitchie just kind of blows the house away. But Tess is like, oh, I can't have anybody upstaging me. Mm -hmm. So she decides to kind of like manipulate her. I'd say she gaslights her (laughs) into having stage fright. Yeah. So she's like, you know, you're really good. Like you should sing as background for me for the final jam, which is like a big competition at the end of the summer mm-hmm. that like every kid performs and like they want to win because this year, because Shane is being a teacher, they get to record a song with Shane. Yeah. And so um, Tess is like, you should be my background singer. And she's like, oh, like I really want to go solo, go at it alone. And I mean, Tess gets brutal because she's like, oh, you're going to do that alone? Your first year? Oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. Oh, man. The girl is just messing with her head. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so shady, but everything Tess does does in this movie is absolutely the shadiest. Yeah, uh, and so she convinces Mitchie to, like, join her posse and be background, which we all know that, like, Mitchie was, like, too good for that. Oh, my God. It's like putting Beyonce in the background of Destiny's Child. Yes. Which she never was. <laughs> yeah. Who would do that? You are hiding a star. <laughs> And that's what's interesting, actually. This whole movie long, I don't know if you notice this, but when they want you to like a character, they have, like, more authentic vocals and acoustic vocals, and when they're like, this person's a villain, they're, like, super, like, auto-tuned, which is like, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but that's a great observation. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Shane Gray, he heard This Is Me, right? Yes. And it opened up a window in his mind or oh, something. Oh, yes. He is inspired... He is finding finding his way back to his original sound. Mm-hmm. So the label always has him doing this boy band pop, doing his uh, pretty boy pop, which I love. Yes, I love. I live for it. <laughs> but he wants to make he wants to get back to his roots. Yeah. And um, having heard this is me, he starts playing his acoustic guitar and he starts playing with a new song. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually when uh, Mitchie runs into him. Yeah. And Mitchie is very honest with him. They start to become friends because she's, like, great with him. She's like, yeah. The chemistry, like, from the minute they meet is just, like, impeccable. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> we were both watching it, and we understood why these two teens got together. <laughs> yeah. <I really> <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just very clear, like, from the minute that they meet that, like, 
this is real love. Like, this is real attraction. And so Minchie's kind of like, you know, supports the new sound and like supports like this real, like authentic him. And I think Shane like really appreciates it because, you know, being a pop star and being in a, like a boy band, you just, you can't trust those fakers and posers around you. So, yes. so that's how they kind of like really fall for each other. It's like him supporting the music and like him appreciating her authenticity. Yes, because like every time they meet, Mitchie is like saying it how it is. Yeah. She does not hold back. She teases him. She's like, oh, the banter is just so good. She's playing it straight with him. Yeah. For the most part, except for the Hot Tunes TV thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they have a good vibe. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Shane is teaching at this point. Yeah. Mitchie seeing him like, be kind to a student. She sees that he's not like the bad boy that she's been seeing. Like earlier in the movie, he was really rude about the the cook mm -hmm. and which is her mom. Mm -hmm. And he was like very like he looked down on the camp, even though it's what like shot him to the limelight. Yeah, and he had been a real dick the whole movie long. But like Mitchie did see him sort of take a, a drummer under his wing to teach him dancing. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to see the real Shane. Oh, yes. So uh, next we come come to the food fight. Oh yes, the food fight. Because this is kind of how like friendship dynamics change mm -hmm. in this point. Because yes. at this point, like Mitchie had been following like Tess and her posse mm -hmm. and kind of like following along about what they do. But food fight happens, mm -hmm. and so um, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Tess is being a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, throw some food on Caitlyn, which, like, starts a food fight. <laughs> Uncle Brown is basically, like, who started the food fight? And, I mean, technically, technically, it's Caitlyn. It's Caitlyn because Caitlyn throws food first, but Tess literally tilted her plate onto yeah. her. Yeah. So it wasn't throwing. Like, that's what the, the like, barely there line between yeah. the two is. And so, as a result, like, as a consequence, Caitlyn has to, like, work... Basically, well, Mitchie is given the opportunity to tell the truth. Yes, and so, and she flakes and like takes Tess' side because she still wants to be popular. Yeah. It's that insecurity that will always get you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, you know what else, what else will always get you? Karma. Karma. <laughs> because as a result, as her punishment, Caitlin then has to work in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so, Mitchie is like, oh, no, I'm going to get revealed. Uh -huh. And she ends up getting revealed. And Caitlyn is like, oh my gosh, you've been lying this entire time. You incredible, terrible person. <laughs> yes. So Caitlyn sees her for who she truly is. Yeah. And it's almost like you don't know which way Caitlyn's kind of going because like... She says some shady stuff. Yeah. Like you definitely think like she's about to tell the whole camp that like mm -hmm. Mitchie's been lying this entire time. But... She doesn't. Yeah, she's a good person and she keeps her secret. Yeah, even though she's a rule. So she ends up keeping the secret and they actually kind of end up, like, as a result, they end up becoming friends. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, they're working in the, the kitchen all day together, yeah. you know. It's a good, it becomes a good dynamic because they're supportive women, which is what you would hope for. And what we would for. Yes. <laughs> women supporting women. Strong female friendships. All day. <laughs> but honestly, most of this movie is the exact opposite of that. It mm. was... Very tough to watch <laughs> in that regard. So, um, Tess, meanwhile, villainous Tess yeah. is very jealous of Mitchie and Shane's relationship. You know, she sees them taking long and romantic canoe rides together. That canoe ride, wait, let me pause. That canoe ride is everything that I want in a romance. Like, everything I want in a teen romance. Just being at summer camp. We're 24. Oh, wait. Well, <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. But, canoe, like, at summer camp, 
with a canoe with a cute boy. Like, isn't that all what every girl wants? And then, like, the flirting, it's like, you stop. <laughs> I just couldn't. You, you know, yeah, you want your, your romantic interest to take you by the hand and canoe you in a circle. Don't they go in a circle? Oh, yeah, they're like, we're canoeing the wrong way. It's real cute. Real, real cute. So Tess is like, oh, this can't happen. And so she starts spying on uh, Mitchie and immediately sees Mitchie and her mom and is like, oh my gosh, yeah, Mitchie's mom is not the president of Hot Tunes TV China. What are the chances? <laughs> and so this is where we get to a, like another pivotal point mm-hmm. in the plot because Connect 3, you kind mm-hmm. of reunites for a concert, like a mini little like performance mm-hmm. of Play My Music. But after mm-hmm. the performance, while all of camp is there, while Shane is there, while Mitchie's mom, mom is there. Oh my goodness. Tess confronts Mitchie and is like, tell us about your mom, the president of Hot Tunes TV in China. And I mean, you just see Mitchie's mom's heart break in the background of the scene. It is terrible. Like, Caitlin calls her a jerk. But really, in real life, I wanted to call her a cold-hearted bitch. Like, because <laughs> she just goes in. I mean, her mom is standing right there, so then she has to say, like, actually, like, my mom isn't, like, the president of Hot TV. And, you know, and Tess just takes it, like, a step further. Like, oh, in China? And she's like, no, my mom is, like, a, a cook. Oh, at Hot Tunes TV? No, she's a cook here at the camp. Oh. And it's, it's brutal. Like... I know teen girls do pull this stuff, though. That's the thing. Yeah. But, like, this is not how you treat other human beings. You do not, like, absolutely destroy them in front of their mom. I know. I know. Oh, my God. And also, like, that means you're not just bringing down this girl. You know you're bringing down her mom. That's yeah. so cruel. I know. What did her mom ever do to you, Tess? Again. Cook you beautiful <laughs> meals? <laughs> Greet you politely and ask if you were enjoying the food? Again, her mom is not the only person who overhears this. Yeah, because it's not just her mom. Like, it's the entire camp. And it's Shane. Shane. Who has, like, this entire time is basically like, I love your authenticity. Like, I feel like I can just be myself with you. Like, you understand how I feel because, like, you must have, like, posers be all around you because your mom is the president of Hot Tunes TV China. Like, it just, like... (laughs) Hot Tunes TV China. China. Like, the in China thing is the best for me. <laughs> but, like, Shane is heartbroken because it's like all this Boy time. Is <laughs> all this time he thinks that he's getting to know the real her, and it's just like another person who has lied to him. And so, like, he takes this, like, to the core. Like, he is heartbroken. Yeah. Um, and so he he also yells at her, but in a more heartbroken way, not in a... Yeah. Tess, Tess mocked her for being there on scholarship, which is the shittiest thing you can do. Yeah. Oh, your parents need help to pay for you to be at this camp, and they're working hard to make sure you get here? That's, that's an admirable quality, Tess. I don't understand. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Shane is upset, and Shane runs off. Yeah. And has a heart-to-heart with his uncle, Brown Cesario. Yes. So it should be noted that ever since, like, Shane has heard Mitchie's beautiful voice and, like, looking for this mystery girl, he's been, like, searching real hard trying to find her. We've had this little uh, Cinderella, like, subplot. Yeah. Where he's got every kid in camp looking for the girl with the voice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're running around. Everybody wants to be the girl with the voice. Yeah. It's 
the rumor on the grapevine. Yeah. And so, I mean, it just happens to be another one of those moments where, like, Tessa's sneaking behind some bushes. Like, yes, girl, why are you always? <laughs> girl is real shady. She just happens to be behind bushes. And here's, here's um, Shane, like, play, like, a little bit of, like, the song that he heard Mitchie play. And she, like, instantly realizes that the girl that Shane has been looking for is, in fact, Mitchie. And so Shane, again, obsessed with authenticity. So if this per- the person he thought Mitchie is isn't real, he knows the girl with the voice is real. Because yeah. it was so real. It was so heartfelt. Yeah. It was so beautiful and acoustic. <laughs> you know? like, it's not that overproduced stuff like his music. So, um, yeah. Tess. So this is where things get wonky. Because, like, if you're watching this movie, and if you, like, you've watched, like, rom-coms and teen movies like we have, you think, like, okay... She realizes that this is uh, Mitchie's song. Like, she's going to try to, like, steal it and claim it as her own. She does, in fact, go and find Mitchie's notebook. She steals Mitchie's notebook. And you're like, she's getting all the words so she can perform it. Yes. But no. Homeworld decides to do some other, like, weird... Like, Like, that was not complex (laughs) enough of a plot for her. She was like, no, we need more layers. And she, she, like only looks at Mitchie's notebook to confirm that she is the girl with the voice. Yeah. And so instead, she has this expensive charm bracelet that her mother has given her, and she decides to, like, plant it in the kitchen amongst, like, Mitchie's stuff, and accuse her and Caitlin of stealing this bracelet. And she does this because Mitchie cannot perform in the final jam. Yeah. Because then Shane will realize who she is, and everything will be perfect. Yeah. So, um, which again, Mitchie doesn't even know that she's the girl Shane is looking for. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like she, like at some point in the movie is like, oh, like Caitlin's like, oh, aren't you going to line up to let Shane hear your voice? And she's like, it's not me. Like he hasn't even heard me sing. Little does she know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so like all like Mitchie sees is that Tess wants to ruin her life, (laughs) which is horrible. Um. But yeah, so Tess, like, hides, as Avery said, hides her charm bracelet in the kitchen and then brings Brown, the head of the camp, and says, they stole my bracelet. She completely frames them. Brown is like, well, rules are rules. You can't... And this is what I don't understand. Rules are rules. Sir, you run the camp. Yeah. In what world could you not say, okay, we have no... So, like, Mitchie and... Mitchie's mom and Caitlin are all like, they didn't do this. We didn't do this. Brown's like, but you have no proof. Neither does Tess. I know. It's it's very circumstantial. (laughs) Oh my goodness, this missing bracelet is magically in this kitchen? I guess Brown is held to the law by some higher power that he never explains to us. Mm -mm. Um, And he decides that they cannot perform. Well, they're, uh, so it's the last day until the final jam, actually. So it's, oh, they're only a day away. And he says they are banned from all camp activities. Until the end of Final Jam. And he keeps on stressing, like, until the end, end of, of Final, Final Jam. Jam. Which is, like, a nice little riddle he's left for them. But it's also like, sir, instead of leaving a riddle, why don't you just, like, call out Tess for being a liar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why didn't you do the adult figure, uh, like, authority figure thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so Final Jam happens. And, you know, Kaylin and... Mitchie are, like, totally bummed that they cannot perform. But, I mean, all the while, like, Tess is getting ready for, like, her big performance. And basically, she, like, pushes her posse, like, to the edge. And they're like, (laughs) we are sick of your shit. (laughs) They are dumb. (laughs) And so they, 
abandon her like at the last minute backstage and so they like leave her to like perform by herself and so like they go off to like do wonderful and beautiful things so first ella performs an incredible song <laughs> Stella Vista. <laughs> so Ella is apparently also she's not just a member of Tessa's posse. She is a member of Sander and Baron's Stella Vista crew, <laughs> and they perform a bop. A banger, I think, is how you described it to me. <laughs> described it to me off camera, off mic, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's a great song. Mm-hmm. And then Tess performs her song, and it should be noted that like Tess's mom has been like this big pop star, and like. As much as she wants, like, her mother's approval, like, her mother just doesn't have time for her because she's, like, too busy with, like, being a pop star. And we don't know this from anything Tess says. We know this because there are multiple times in the movie where Tess is forlornly holding a poster of her mother and just looking sad. Like, she regularly just holds up this picture of her mom. It's not like a picture. It's like a small poster. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, it's not even like a picture of her and her mom hanging out. It is a poster of her mom you know what i just now noticed that like she has all these posters of her mom but like no pic like no no real pictures of them this is so sad oh my god (laughs) so this absent like she all she wants is her like absentee mother's approval and her mom actually shows up to the final year performance tj tyler in the flesh i know only once like she's actually there you know she has to take an important phone call because she's a pop star and like it like totally throws like Tess off guard and like she trips and is it like okay I need to ask you this is it implied that like she was lip syncing because like you hear the music after she yeah you hear the music after she trips and everyone kind of goes like (gasps) and gasps and all this other stuff and she runs off stage I couldn't tell because they didn't like I thought it was maybe just a backing track because she didn't have any backup singers oh okay 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 she could have been lip- like obviously the, the actress was lip singing yeah. to a track either way yeah. i don't know honestly like yeah. either way she runs off embarrassed yeah she's humiliated she runs off like she either runs off embarrassed because of the lip singing but she mostly seems to run off because she's so sad that her mom could not put down her blackberry for <laughs> three minutes of her performance the blackberry <laughs> just Honestly, if you flew to Camp Rock in the middle of nowhere, you clearly don't have a show tonight. Put the phone down. (laughs) That's the end of Tessa's performance, and she's sad, and she's sort of coming to a realization that maybe uh, there are more important things than impressing your terrible mom. Yeah. But then I have to point out, so there's another person in this posse, Mm -hmm. and that is Peggy, which... By now, when she performs, she decides to perform solo at at Final Jam, and she goes by Margaret, and everyone's like, who's Margaret? And she's like, I am, and oh my goodness. She goes off. (laughs) Like, she doesn't have that many lines in the movie, and like, most of the time, it's a lot of like, eye-rolling and kind of like, whatever test, but like, homegirl has come to slay for this (laughs) solo for Final Jam, and my god, does she does it. With Here I Am. She she sings Here I Am, set to a montage of her rolling her eyes at <laughs> <laughs> Montage! Literally, this movie's an hour and a half long, and here, during this performance, you just get to see every time Peggy looked at Tess in disgust, or was like pushed to her limit, including five minutes earlier in the movie. <laughs> Disney loves a montage of a scene from the immediate scene before. We'll see it again in Descendants, honestly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of my favorite things because I'm like, we just saw this, but let's get a review. <laughs> so she rocks the house. And so 
I mean, she's the final performance. It is the end of Final Jam. (laughs) And so, you know, this is, Mitchie's like, I found the loophole. Like, it's the end of Final Jam and I can perform. Yes, so while the Joe Bros are off judging, because, um, so all of Connect 3 reunited to judge the competition. Yes, to figure out who gets to sing that song with Shane, record that song with Shane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Mitchie and Caitlin can perform. And we don't actually see Caitlin during this performance, but apparently I think she produced the song, yeah. is the general, is my assumption. Yeah. But Mitchie gets to perform, and does she perform? Oh my <laughs> goodness. For those who are DCOM fans, This Is Me is probably like one of the top songs that you will get from a DCOM because it's just so beautiful. It's an all-time great. And on its own, it's good. Yes. And Shane's song, Gotta Find You, on its own, also great. But then it's when Shane turns around and realizes that like it's Mitchie's been the girl that he's been searching for this entire time. I mean... He just gets so inspired that he has to pick up a mic. Yes, he has to interrupt this performance <laughs> that is inspiring him. And he's like, while she's singing This Is Me, he sings Gotta Find You. And oh my god. Like, we transcend. <laughs> this is probably one of the best duets ever. It is so wonderful. I mean, like... Duet of a lifetime. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is just a beautiful performance. And I don't know if it's just like the both of them together. It is, a, is it like the intertwining of hands? It is... Everything. Like, literally my heart fluttered when I got to rewatch this again. Because I was just like, why don't I, like, why don't I listen to this song every day? But I will say that, like, I had forgotten everything about Camp Rock except for this song. Yes. And it might not be an everyday listen, but it is a consistent listen. Yes. Because it is a forever jam. Yes. I would agree. I would hands down agree. So, you know, add it to your playlist. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Please do, because we have. So they perform, they find each other. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I mean, technically, Mitchie performed, even though she tore down the house, technically she was not qualified for the final jam. Mm-hmm. And so her song doesn't get, like, judged. Mm-hmm. So it actually ends up being Peggy that wins. And I mean, even I'm saying rightfully so, because Peggy had a really great song with Peggy, Peggy deserves the win because she also didn't perform with, like, Shane Gray. Yeah. I feel like that's automatically yeah. disqualified, even if you hadn't already been disqualified. <laughs> Very true. And so she ends up being the one that wins and gets to perform a song with Shane Grape. Um, but yes, so Shane and Mitchie uh, go backstage and they reconcile. Yes. Uh, they are, they, Mitchie reintroduces her real self and Shane, Shane knows she's the girl with the voice. She might have been lying to him at face value, but you know, nobody who sings that authentic of a song can be anything <laughs> but their real self. Yes. <laughs> and so, I mean, by this point, I mean, they found each other... Um, Tess, you know, finally, like, apologizes, semi-apologizes, is like, yeah, I told Uncle Brown that, like, you guys, like, you guys didn't steal my bracelet, and, like, apologizes to Peggy, you know, being like, I didn't know that you could sing that well. Which you would have known if you had ever let her perform. Yeah, (laughs) but, I mean, apologies are done, and, I mean, we sing the final song, um, We Rock. We Rock. Can't rock. Can't rock. Can't rock. Um... Yeah, and it's sort of all tied up with both. Nobody really accepts Tess's apologies, which I found so funny. They're, they all just give her, like, these, these they, like, side-eye her and are like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Which is probably what she deserves. She has been the worst. Yeah. Uh, so, we get the happy finale song and the happy finale and the credits, which 
has pictures of the movie you just watched. Yes, I mean, but that's classic of every decom. You're always going to see pictures of what you just watched, and I live for them. (laughs) Yes. The movie's over. Let's talk about the look. Let's... Yes, there's so much to debrief in this movie. I feel like we gave you a good synopsis of like everything that happens as mm-hmm. much as we can. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are so many levels and mm-hmm. so many things to this movie that like make it great yes. that we just need to like break down and talk about. Starting with, I want to say, you said style and clothing. Yeah. I... Oh my goodness. <laughs> like in the opening scene right away, we see Mitchie is obsessed with, for some horrifying reason, <laughs> the purple and orange color combo. Oh my god. Which is just so rude to my eyes. <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. St- her styling choice is, you know, not the best. I mean, for the most part, her outfits are okay. Just like, why that color combo? I don't know. She wears a lot of purple to like really l- lay on thick the fact that she's obsessed with purple and orange. Which I thought was really funny because there's one scene where she like chooses Tess over Caitlyn. Caitlyn is wearing purple and orange. She is clearly a girl. <laughs> a dress. Okay, let's also talk about the look of Shane. Okay, <laughs> because I don't know who decided that this was a good idea, but Joe Jonas flat ironing his hair for this movie. I wouldn't have picked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't Joe Jonas flat ironing his hair? He was. He was. Point? He was doing that full time at this he point. He loved that alternative emo boy straightened mullet, and it is bad. Yeah, it is not a good look. It is not a strong look for him. But I think like it just it really is accelerated or like. I don't, I guess it was happening during this time, but like, I really just noticed it in this movie. I was just like, no. Well, I, I think it's because we're no longer like 14. This is also true. Cause I feel like 14 year old Avery would have been like, oh, he's everything. But 24 year old Avery is like, come on now. <laughs> Which is why Joe Jonas never, no longer has his hair oh, thank to his credit. Thank goodness. But, okay. So that's one. And yeah. Kevin, Kevin Jonas, when he is in the film, which is rarely. Yeah often has the straightened hair. Yeah. Shout out to our boy, Nick. We knew there was a reason we were your biggest fan. Like, if you make us choose a Jonas, it's always going to be Nick. Yes. This is why. Boy knew he should be rocking those beautiful curls. Yes. The curls are great. I do love his curls. So shout out to him for being his authentic self. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Shane Gray, you trying to tell people to be authentic when you are straightening (laughs) (laughs) shit. So we, okay, so hair... Major. There's some heat damage. Yeah. Major problem. But also, let's also just talk about the look. Mm -hmm. His camp looks in this movie. I I specifically want to talk about, because I had to pause it when I watched it. Let's talk about his um, choice of outfits when he decides to teach the hip hop class. Okay. First of all, this is camp. So I don't know why you bring skinny jeans to camp. I don't know why you wouldn't, Avery. (laughs) I mean, I look. I don't know. But... Not only is he wearing skinny jeans, he's wearing white skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. So we got the white skinny jeans, the flat ironed hair. And not only that, we are teaching a hip hop class. Oh my god. Oh my god. Just just so many things wrong. And then you have like the sideways hats and mm-hmm. everything. Like it's a look that I cannot get behind. These pants are so tight. Yes. They are too tight. <laughs> they are painted on. <laughs> It, oh my god. It's a lot to handle. Um, we'd recommend watching the dance teaching sequence. Yes. I mean, I... <laughs> the amount of times I had to rewatch only for him to like like walk in the cabin. And just, I had to look at his look again and I was like, why? <laughs> why? 
And the whole time, of course, he's rocking that Joe Bros purity ring. Oh my god, we cannot talk about the purity ring. I did not notice it until, like, the end of the movie when, you know, he and Mitch are, like, intertwining hands. But you pointed out to me off mic that, like, he's wearing this thing for, like, most of the movie. Which is so interesting because you've got him playing this bad boy, but you're like, but a bad boy who wears a purity ring. They never acknowledge it, of course. That's very true. So maybe, Disney would never. Maybe it's not a purity ring within the world of the movie. I know, but, but he is wearing it on his, like, wedding finger. So, yeah. I mean, like, we clearly know. Yeah, we know. And it's there's also, like, a question of, like, Joe, it's fine that you wear a purity ring, but why is your character wearing a purity ring? Yeah. Why did you not take it off to film? Did you I want mean, the fans to know you never take it off? He's very committed. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the future. None of the Joe oh, Bros no. are that committed. Or I guess Kevin might have, but he got married real young. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really care to find <laughs> out, but like, the purity rings are a thing of the past. They they were a moment. Yeah. Um, but it's over now. It's over. And now. we're okay with it. <laughs> we're fine with it. Do we want to get to like the meat? Like, what is? What is a moral or what is a central message of this movie would you say? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, be be yourself. Yeah, I think definitely authenticity plays like a big factor. Uh-huh. And this like and being true to yourself and and I mean th- I mean that's the whole point of this is me. But mm-hmm. also like and you, like you were also telling me like off like like just like toxic girl culture or like toxic tween culture, mm-hmm. but also like a level of like weird like classism going on and like it's horrifying. <laughs> like this this is the most like status obsessed camp, and it's just like you got to know what your parents do, what they, how like I'm surprised they didn't ask her how much money her parents made. Honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah, very much there's this super stratified by class camp, um, and as you said, toxic girl culture. We are so obsessed with women supporting women, and these teens are clearly not. They're about women throwing women under the bus. I know, I know. I wonder, like, yeah. It's just, it's really problematic. And like, I, like, again, I hadn't watched in a really long time, but like, watching it as an adult, like... It was a little, like, upsetting and, like, a little scary to see this being, like... And even, like, yeah, it was upsetting and scary because I was like, oh, yeah, teens do do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Teens, some teens. I will say, I love the teens. Teens are geniuses. Like, teens are changing the world on the internet and stuff. So I'm fully pro-teen. Yeah. But, like, this terrifying stuff can happen. Like, teens can, like, try to destroy each other. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Chemical romance was right. My chemical romance was right. I'll take it to my grave. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Toxic girl culture, but like being like authentic and like true yourself. Mm. I think is like really like the moral of the story, and like not to be ashamed of like who you are and like where you come from, because at the end of the day, like it's who you are and like your talent that is like mm-hmm. going to be like who you truly are. Although that also brings up the point that like. They still only like her because she's talented. You gotta hope they'd like like a kid who couldn't do something. You know? Yeah. Wait. Okay. So we've definitely talked about looks now. We've definitely talked about plot. We gotta talk about music because oh. we. I think like we talked about it a little bit, but this movie it's definitely it's a musical. It is a musical, and so we've got to hit on the pipes, the music, the voices. Mm-hmm. Top three favorite songs, Jahan. Top three favorite songs. I mean, I think we've got a joint top one. Yeah. Clearly, This This Is is Me. me. 
with Gotta Find You. Yeah. Which, they're one song. They're um, better together. Yes, yes, yes. Second favorite song? Um, play my music. Yeah. So, to this day, I can't get over how little Nick and Kevin were in this, especially because, like, at this point, this was, like, the Jonas Brother, like, mm -hmm. fan. Mm -hmm. Like, the fanaticism was, like, really high at this point, so I'm really shocked that they made a Disney Channel original movie where, like, two-thirds of the band, like, wasn't there most of the time. Like, this is truly, like, a Joe and Demi movie. I guess they wanted to play off the fact that Joe really was, like, sort of the the big teen idol at the moment. Okay. Which, and things sort of turned and, like, Nick Jonas became, like, this big, like, yeah. deal. Which is so funny because, like, I'd say Nick Jonas's fans, like, some of the younger end of his fans that are obsessed with him now are probably the same age of the fans who were obsessed with his brother ten years ago. Very true. Very true. That's crazy. Interesting. <laughs> but, but they do come to perform Play My Music. Mm -hmm. And I love this song. Like, this has to be... Dare I say top five favorite Jonas Brothers song? Okay, okay. So, so Avery and I have listened to a Joe Bro album in our day. And... I mean, did we watch Jonas and Jonas LA well into high school? Yes. Of course. <laughs> As anyone would. Yes. <laughs> um, wow. Top five Joe Bro songs. Yeah. Let me see. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking like Love Bug. I'm thinking... Critical? Critical song. Critical <laughs> Critical is not a huge Joe Bros hit. I would not be surprised if you have not heard it, listener. But if you watch Jonas LA, you are definitely bummed with the critical. <laughs> I recommend of Critical. Yes. Um, there's some there's some good SOS. <laughs> um, Burn up. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, I want to say Play My Music is like one of my favorite okay, Jonas Brothers songs. Okay, I respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so happy that it ended up being in, in this Disney Channel original movie. So. That's my second favorite, I will say. Okay, okay. But um, Jahan and I differ a little bit on our third favorite song, yes. so... So for me, I mean, I think I made it clear in the movie, we've got an anthem <laughs> in Here I Am from Margaret Dupree. <laughs> Devastated to learn that the actress is lip-syncing to another singer. Oh no! <laughs> In my research for this episode. But you know what, Renee Sandstrom? You crushed it. <laughs> you killed it. This like mid-30s woman is performing this teen anthem and I was ready. <laughs> So this is where we differ a little bit in my list because, in our list, because I think there's a little known song called, um, Who's Got What It Takes? <laughs> I will admit. <laughs> it is incredible. And like, it's a little song by like a camper who like really isn't like a main character. Like, I think this is the only song that like she really performs mm -hmm. the whole movie. But it is so good. I love it. Like, it has, like, a very, like, teen poppy beat to it. Mm -hmm. Jahan pointed out, like, that in the middle, there's, like, 
a 90s throwback. Yes. And I'm like all here for it. I hope that like, definitely go find it on Spotify and listen to it because it is a good jam. I think it is. I, I agree that it's a good jam. And more than that, let's talk about the message. <laughs> so the, the song goes... beautiful romantic song because it's all about finding someone who supports you and show, like reveals you for the star you are. Yes. I'm about that. Yes. I'm like, yes, Lola, <laughs> minor character in Camp Rock 1. <laughs> Sing your truth. Talk about how not just any guy, this is her no scrubs. This is her like... Yes! Right? I did not make that connection, but very true. This would be like a decom version of no scrubs. <laughs> it, it is very much a song where you're not putting up with anybody who's not treating you right. Yeah. Yeah. I love. Love. Okay. Any honorable mentions that you have? Because I have like a couple. Okay. So I mentioned earlier in our plot run through, I love... The Hasta La Vista crew, who show up, high energy, during Final Jam, jumping on four trampolines that I think were spray-painted silver, and singing a song called Hasta La Vista. So good. It's so much fun. It's it's a banger. Yeah. Um, I think my honorable mention would probably be um, Start the Party, Ooh. which is a song that, like, when... Shane, Joe Jonas's character, is trying to find, like, the girl. He, like, kind of, like, spreads the rumor, like, across camp. Like, I'm looking for the girl with the voice. Mm -hmm. And so all these girls, like, there's a montage of, like, girls kind of singing, like, start, start, start the party. Like, <laughs> and, like, you know, clearly, like, there, it's not him. Like, it's not them. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's a good, like, song. And I just, I like I know it's supposed to be like a background montage song, but it really works for me. Like yeah, I really like it's it. Good. I mean, we forgot to mention that montage gives us a shirtless Joe Jonas moment. <laughs> and like we watched it and we were like, oh, we we understand this was the face that launched a thousand tweens, you know? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so um we've talked a bit about the music. Yes. Great music. Please listen to it. If you have not seen Camp Rock. Oh my goodness. Which, I don't know what you're doing with your life. But at <laughs> least listen to the music. Because the music is great. And as of January 2018, Camp Rock is on Netflix. Yes. So watch it while you can. So now we gotta talk about where these stars are now. <laughs> Tell us, listeners. Where are these stars now? <laughs> Holy crap. I'm so excited. So much to talk about. Okay. So who do you want to talk about first? The queen or like... The band. Let's let's start with Queen. Okay, we'll start with Queen. So Demi Lovato at this point, I don't know if listeners know, but she was like on that small kind of like in between TV mm -hmm. shows as the bell, bell rings, <laughs> and she had like a minor character, but really like Camp Rock is really what like blew her up into like mm -hmm. Disney Dynasty, mm -hmm. and so like after this, she ends up getting the show Sunny with a Chance, which came out like a year after this movie. This was like 2000, and it ran from like 2009 to 2011, lasted two seasons. Mm -hmm. How do you know this, may you ask? Because Avery was a sophomore or a junior in high school and still watching this show <laughs> religiously. Like, 
Oh my goodness. You like, gotta hear about the drama about Sonny and Chad Dylan Cooper. Yes, Sonny and Dad, <laughs> Chad Dylan Cooper, will they or won't they get together was what my little like high school self lived for and was still talking about well into my senior year of high school. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think we're the only ones. Um, my friend Carrie was writing Sonny with a Chance fanfic. Carrie is admittedly a few years younger than us, so if we were like 16 and watching, she was like 13 and watching, which is, I think, a little bit more forgivable. <laughs> a little bit more age-appropriate. Yeah, so, okay, so she does Sunny with a Chance. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of leaves Disney after kind mm-hmm. of a breakdown in her life. Yeah, she yeah. went through a tough time. She goes through a tough time. But this is kind of where she decides, you know, and she actually put out a couple albums with Disney. Please listen to them if you haven't, because there are some, there are some true songs that like to this day are still on my car playlist that I listen to. Oh my goodness. Um, so, but she breaks with Disney and then kind of like goes solo and oh my gosh, I think this was like the best thing that could have ever happened to Disney's (laughs) life because like her life changed and my life changed. Like... (laughs) The albums just keep on coming. Yes, and so Unbreakable is not her breakthrough as a pop star on the radio. There weren't like any singles that really hit. Skyscraper's on there, and you heard it on a couple commercials, but you probably, and then there's the self-titled album, Mm -hmm. which is um, Demi, Mm -hmm. which we get songs like Heart Attack. Yeah, so this is where you see her like, Top 40 hit breakthrough, yes. like actual pop charts. Heart Attack, Neon Lights, Really Don't Care. I'm just going to keep on listing the stuff. <laughs> yeah, so she's crushing it as a pop star. And that was a few years ago. And she's still crushing it as a pop yes. star. So I don't know if you like weren't alive or like haven't been listening to the radio. But I mean, a little album called Confident got released like one or two years ago. And holy shit. Like... Girl, just, like, confident becomes, like, a thing of its own. You have so many good songs. Cool for the summer. <laughs> Shahad and I listened to that on a road trip to Austin, and, like, lives were changed. <laughs> lives were changed. We were never the same. Don't tell your mother. <laughs> yeah. Um, incredible song. Yeah. And I mean, now she currently has another album out, and it's just, again, changing lives and doing great things for me. So yes, um, we'll probably go more into this on the Camp Rock 2 episode, but we did see the Confident Tour. Oh my god. Life-changing. With her and Nick Jonas. (laughs) Yes, um, we've we've experienced a little bit of that Camp Rock Live experience. So we saw the Confident Tour, which, which also had Nick Jonas. Yes. So the Jonas Brothers. Oh my goodness. Okay, mostly just Joe Jonas was co-starring in this movie, but they're all, all three are, I think, probably doing pretty well for themselves. Yeah. So the Jonas Brothers did something interesting. Um, but they, they kind of went to Disney after having outside success. Yeah. Which, if you know... If you haven't listened to Mandy, get with your life. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of, like, limits you to sort of this bubblegum popness and all that, uh... But instead of, like, limiting them, it, like, slingshotted them up even, like, to be even bigger stars, you know, like, because they had access to every, like, most, like, 14-year-olds in the nation, you know? Yeah, I mean, the tours, the albums, the decoms, like, the the TV show, they had it all. They really did. They had it all, and eventually the Jonas Brothers broke up. Yeah. 
They did. They did. Tragic. Who do we want to talk about first? Oldest to youngest or youngest to oldest? Oldest to youngest. Oldest to youngest. So we'll talk about Kevin. Because Kevin, like, I mean, I don't want to, like, trash on Kevin. But oldest brother, yes. Favorite brother, eh. <laughs> he, he knows he's not, like the front man of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. You know, you're not like... Yeah, but I love how he's always been there just to, like, support, like, mm-hmm. support on the guitar, support brothers' careers. He's always been there for it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when they broke up, he kind of just took, like, the more quiet route. Um, He got married. Mm-hmm. He has two beautiful children now. Oh, my goodness. Yes. At one point, he had a show on E. He did have a show on E with his wife, and it was right when he got married. Right? Yeah. And so I've also heard that he also does real estate. Is that correct? I am shocked he really needs to do anything. I know. You're probably like set up for life as a He can be living off of those sweet like Disney checks for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to say that Kevin's like the one that's like really lived the quiet life. But then there is Joe. Oh my goodness. Joe, our Shane, our Shane Gray. I think one thing that's like most noticeably or notably that I remember us growing up with him was like the women that he dated Mm -hmm. because he does date Demi Lovato like out of this camp rock like comes a real relationship between he and we saw that real chemistry yeah I mean you could see it in the canoe my god but (laughs) sparks were a (laughs) fly but they end up dating they end up breaking up but he also dated like celebrities like Taylor Swift which she kind of like got some like flack for that yeah no he yeah. broke up with her over the phone. Yeah, I mean that's what inspired the Taylor Swift like SNL monologue, and like, also the song "Forever well, and Always." Yeah, these people all dated when they were tweens, <laughs> and the tabloids have not let these relationships go. Like, what relationship really matters when you're fourteen? This is true. I mean, don't get me wrong. If Demi and Joe wanted to get back together, I would be so there. <laughs> However, Joe is happily engaged to. Sophie Turner, star of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and it should also be noted that his music career did not die because it now he is part of a group called DNCE, which I am actually a huge fan of. I love the songs I've heard. Yeah, I mean, most notably, you've all probably heard Cake by the Ocean, mm-hmm. which was like the song that like America heard. But <laughs> there's also some really great songs on that album. Pay My Rent is like... Which one's the one with the toothbrush? Toothbrush. Oh. <laughs> They have called Kiss. They, 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 have you heard Kissing Strangers? Maybe. Kissing Strangers with Nicki Minaj. Like. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a listen. <sighs> it's so great. Okay, so that's Joe for the most part. In a great band that's making the hits. Mm-hmm. Um, engaged now. Doing great. Doing great. Yes. And finally got rid of that flat iron hair and cut his hair. So now he looks good. He looks great. We do not miss the flat iron hair. Not at all. No. And so now we got to get down to baby boy, Nick. A boy, Nick. (laughs) Nick is doing things. So when they broke up, Nick decided to do his, um, his solo album. What was it? Nick and the administration. Nick Jonas and the The administration. administration. Which I will be honest, as much as a fandom that I am, I did not listen to that album. I also did not (laughs) listen to Nick Jonas and the administration's music. We all remember he dated Miley. Miley. Who dated Selena Gomez? 
It was also Nick. Nick also dated Selena. Okay. Oh my god. They all these they're like <laughs> I have seen on like like I have Googled this before and somebody has made like a chart of all of these relationships. Yeah. We need to make our own. Yeah, we should. We, we should. We love a good chart. We yeah. But then he like went out on his own and like found his own sound. Mm-hmm. And my gosh. Mm-hmm. He found his own sound. Did he ever? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Out of the cocoon came a giant, muscly pop genius. Oh my god. But all the while, which I have to give him his props for, he has still, like, he's not afraid to, like, flux his, like, acting muscle. Like That's true. Yeah. Because as he's, like, recording hits, he's come out so far with two albums. Besides Nick and the Administration, I want to say two albums, right? Yes. Last year was Complicated. Which was the most recent album. And then the album before that was... It was not like... Let me just check. Let me go to my Nick Jonas files. Um, But yeah, so Nick Jonas is crushing it. So Nick Uh Jonas X2? Is that Nick Jonas times two? I don't know. And he also had a stint on Broadway in 2012. Oh my gosh, yes, who can forget? Yeah, the How to Succeed in Business Not Even Trying. Because he actually took over Daniel Radcliffe's. So he's never been afraid to, like, go back to acting. So he's first He did um, Scream Queens, is that right? He was on Scream Queens. Yeah. Let's talk... Oh, he's also, like, done a couple of movies, like, here and there. (laughs) I want to say that Jafan is looking at a picture of Nick and, like, blowing kisses. It's great. (laughs) I can't keep focus. These eyes. Looking directly into my soul. Um, he um, he is in a show now called Kingdom, which is like a boxing show, which I have not seen. I have not seen it. I'm just yeah. mad that it makes him keep his share, uh, his uh, hair so short because he has these beautiful curls. Yeah. He has his beautiful hair. We'd be back for the bring back the curls, Nick. Also in uh, this last Christmas's blockbuster Jumanji, the remake of Jumanji. I have not yet seen it. Which I have not seen yet. We I should do want to see that. Jumanji. We should see Jumanji. We should go see that. Okay. And then not only that, major props because he co-wrote a Golden Globe nominated song for Ferdinand. That is so true. Yeah. God, he is so busy. Yeah. Like, is like, Joe doing anything other than DNCE? I don't think so. Yeah, like... I mean, don't get me wrong, I am sure being in a touring band is super time-consuming, which is why it's shocking to me that Nick has the time to do all this. Yes. So he's acting in movies, he's writing songs for animated films, he's recording new albums, because he's got new stuff coming out right now. Yeah, because Find You is a single that's out right now. And so that means he's got an album coming up, I think. I'm hoping so, yes. And he's been releasing music video stuff for that, too. And let's talk about that he was just on, again, talking about the tour that we saw. He was on a tour in 2016 with Demi. He was just on tour, and not only that. Her tour prior to that, he art directed. Yes! This is a man of many skills. Yes. Like, he has truly earned his place as our most beloved Jonas. Yes, he is doing it all. Sorry to Frankie Jonas. (laughs) We're sure you're doing great things, too. But we'll talk about Frankie, too, because he is in Camp Rock, too. Okay. So, we've hit the main, like, four, I mean, highlights of the movie. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about your girl, Caitlin, played by Allison? I would love to talk about Alison Stoner. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Alison Stoner has crushed it her entire life. Yes. She was famous as a child dancer in Missy Elliott videos. Yes! And she's like an incredible hip-hop dancer. Yeah. Like master... She's like a master dancer and has been trained all her life. Yeah. Then like she was in Mike's Super Short Show, the little uh, interstitial show uh, that yeah. Disney used to have, which yeah. I loved. I also want to say, as much as like an incredible dancer she was, I'm really shocked that her talent for Camp Rock was to be like a 
sound mixer. Like, why wasn't she a dancer? Wait, I am so sorry. I did not shit talk her beats earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Because they made me so mad. I know nothing about making music. I do not mean to step on any toes. But even, like, her fictional beats in this movie were like, she stood behind a computer dancing, pressed a button, and I heard video game noises. If that. (laughs) Video game noises are better produced. It was bad. But, like... They, re- they have, like, Michi say, she's really good, so you know how to feel, because it's trash. She's yeah. really trash. Yeah, I'm just really shocked that in this movie, like, the girl is clearly talented, and why would they pick her to, like, do that? Mm, it's a waste. It's a waste. And she is a very good dancer, yeah. which is how she went on to be in certain Step Up films. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she did some good stuff in Step Up films. I think it's Step Up 3, where she does this amazing one-take dance. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, and then she's, she's all over the place. Yeah, and don't forget, she was in one of your favorite movies, Cheaper by the Dozen. Yes! I am so sorry. (laughs) She was the villainous child in Cheaper by the Dozen, which I love her for. Anyway, so yeah, Alison Stoner, and then she had like a, I know she had a couple viral videos, one where she like did a like Missy Elliott tribute dance Mm. pretty recently, and I've seen her like sing in a couple videos with like some famous singing YouTubers. But she really, I feel like she hasn't had her adult breakthrough the way the Jonas's and Demi have. Yeah. And I don't understand why, because I, I mean, she, she was crushing it for, like, a solid decade before they even showed up on the scene. Yeah. We are waiting for you, Allison. Like, if you're ready to make a comeback, we'll be here. <laughs> we are here with open arms. Yes. That's pretty much it, except for maybe uh, Mitchie's mom. Yes. Mrs. Torres is played by Maria Canal uh, Barrera. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Maria Canal Barrera, and she is a Disney mom times two. Yes, because not only is she in this movie, but she also plays the mom in the iconic Wizards of Waverly Place. Which is fun, because that means she's also played, the like, Selena and Demi shared a TV and movie mom. Yes. I mean, I wonder if they ever talked about it, ever joked about it, because you know those two have been, have been best friends Going since back the Barney to, days. Since their Barney days. Yeah. She was actually in uh, a sitcom as recently as like 2015. Yeah. Um, Christella, which I watched a few episodes of and it was very fun. Shame it got canceled. Um, so I'm going to admit, as much as I love Camp Rock, admittedly, this is not our favorite Camp Rock. It is not. Because Camp Rock 2, which we had like seriously talked about like, should we just merge them? But then we were like, no, because Camp Rock 2 needs its own like episode camp rock 2 was life-changing yes oh my goodness we'll save all this for them yes so i mean in the next episode you're probably going to see more of us thirsting for demi Mm -hmm. and the joe bros Mm -hmm. you're going to get more camp rock if you thought like camp rock before was wild like wait till camp rock 2 oh my goodness twice the camp rock (laughs) i mean summer's here and they are back so i am so excited so next episode next episode yeah all right yeah any thoughts thoughts i mean uh thank you for listening yes so check us out on twitter i'm at jahan413 and i'm at camille says 36 if you want to email us anything oh yeah email us at our new email supernova girls that's all one word all lowercase 2049 yes supernova girls 2049 at gmail.com yes so yeah we can't wait till episode three when we talk about camp rock too